Let us go to the Lord in prayer. O come, eternal Lord, we pray, and open our eyes to Jesus, your bright morning star, that together with your Holy Spirit, the lingering shadows of darkness might be transformed into your renewing light. Awaken us to your presence and ever faithful nearness. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. The commercial was called The Other Letter. The Other Letter. It was put out by Ikea several years ago, and it became a little bit of an internet sensation. You may remember it. In this commercial, what they did was take ten children, and they put them in a room, And they asked them to write a letter to the three kings, which is the Spanish equivalent to Santa Claus, asking what they would like for Christmas. And as you can imagine, these ten children wrote down things that you might think that a child might write down what they want for Christmas. A new doll. They wanted a game, a guitar, a video game system. But then they had them put those letters aside and asked them to write a second letter. And this letter was directed to their mother and their father. And they said, write down whatever you would want your mother and your father to give you for Christmas. Well, this letter was a little bit different than they had expected. Instead of repeating the same things, such as a video game or a doll... Their answers all had a bit of an unexpected consistency. They wrote, I would like to spend the whole day with you, Mom. I would love it if we could play together. If you would spend uninterrupted time with me. One little child said, I just wish that my dad would tickle me for Christmas. You see, the other letter revealed our heart what it is that we really want for Christmas. There's nothing quite so fulfilling as being with those whom you love. To play with your children, to work hard alongside friends and co-workers, to hug your grandchildren, to sit with your grandfather, to walk with your spouse, to worship with your church. Studies continue to show that social connection is foundational not only to good mental but also good physical health. This relationship caused one scientist to write, social isolation, the opposite of being together, is on par with high blood pressure, obesity, lack of exercise, or smoking as a risk factor for illness or even early death. On the other hand, people who have satisfying relationships with family, friends, and their community are happier, have fewer health problems, and live longer. Studies confirm what the Lord said from the very beginning. It is not good that man should be alone. You see, you were not created to be alone, but you were created to be with. To be with one another and even more profoundly to be with God Himself. One of the greatest struggles of 2020 
has been the separation that COVID has created. And the feeling that we all have, that we all desire to be together is now taboo. It's difficult not to hug and to shake hands. It's hard not to see faces. My heart breaks that we are hindered from visiting our shut-ins during this season. And this struggle has taught us all in a new way how important it is to be with. In our passage for this evening, we come to the angel's announcement to Joseph in a dream that Mary would conceive and bear the Son of God. It comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. It's strange to think about it this way. But there was a time when God was not with us. Now, of course, God has always been present. It is in Him that we live and move and have our being. King David wrote in the Psalms, he declared that there is nowhere that he could run from God's presence. And yet, God's presence remained distant to His people. It was a presence that had to be mediated through ceremony and ritual. While we might say that God has always been present, it was not until the birth of Jesus Christ that God was with us. Yet in the fullness of time, God came to be with us. There was a time when the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, was not with His people, and then a child was born. Then a child was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary, and a son was given. A child. That at one time was fully God and fully man. In two distinct natures and one person forever. While God had been present to His creatures from all eternity, it was not until this time that God became man and dwelt among His people. It was not until this time that Emmanuel came and God was with us. Now the first way that God was with us was through His incarnation. To be with humanity, the Lord had to be willing to take on human flesh and dwell amongst us in all of our weaknesses and vulnerabilities. This is what the Bible describes as becoming empty by addition. The Lord took on flesh and by doing so subjected Himself to all the hardships and weaknesses of being a human. 
God is with us in Jesus. For in the child born to Mary was an infant weak and helpless, a child that depended upon his mother to feed him and to clean him, a baby who needed someone to wrap him up in strips of cloth so that he wouldn't be cold on the night of his birth. This is how God is with us. He is with us in our weaknesses. Being in the flesh also means that He was with us in suffering and temptation. We are told that Jesus got hungry, that He got tired, that He could be provoked to anger. The Bible tells us that He wept and that He rejoiced. He didn't want to die if He didn't have to die, and so He prayed that the Lord would take the cup of suffering from Him. He was tempted to sin, to worship falsely, to test God, to receive the crown before He received the cross. For He knows our weaknesses. He knows our trials. He is not just present, but He is with us in all of our struggles. To endure hardship alone is a double blow. But if you have someone who is willing to come alongside with you, to enter into your hardship with you, then you can carry the load. We need one another to enter into our places of weaknesses and hardship and struggle and temptation. And God has given Himself to be with us in these weaknesses, in these trials. That is what we celebrate on Christmas. Emmanuel. God with us. The eternal Word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. The eternal God knows what it means now to be weak. He knows now what it means to be humble and to be hurt and to be tempted. Because He is with us, He can sympathize. And He can be with us. You see, we needed Christ to take on our flesh to be with us in our weakness, but we also needed Him to take on our sin, that we might be reconciled to God. When our first parents transgressed the law of God, they were cast out from the presence of the Lord. They were ejected from paradise to wander in this world. You see, the profound sense of aloneness that we feel in this world is rooted in our deep and created desire to be with God. But our sin has separated us from Him. We are not with Him because of our sin. But Christ came. Christ was born so that we once again could be brought back into the very presence of God. He came to overcome the separating effects of sin so that all who come to Christ in faith would be reconciled to God. And Jesus accomplished this work of reconciliation through His death on the cross. For by His blood He has made peace and He has opened up for us the way back into the paradise of God's presence so that we might be with God. For His blood washes away the sin that separates. And now through faith in Christ we can enter into the very presence of God. During Advent we celebrate the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. His being joined to the human race that He might be with us and deliver us from sin. Yet we also are called in this time to look forward to when Christ will return to His second advent. 
You see, Christ continues to be with us. In Matthew 28, 20, Jesus promises, Behold, I am with you even to the end of the age. Matthew begins with a promise that Jesus will come as God with us, and it ends with a promise that Jesus, as God with us, will never leave us. And yet again, we are a people who are waiting to be even closer to God. We have tasted what it means to have God with us already but we have not yet tasted it in its fullness. For when Christ returns and brings us into His everlasting kingdom, this is what we read will be. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be His people, and God Himself will be with them as their God. This is what the Lord is moving to accomplish, to be with His people. And that is what we celebrate this night. Some religions have a God that is merely over them. Some teach that we are all God and therefore there is no God to be with us but ourselves. And others teach that God is so far removed that He could never come and truly be with us. But the true God, is a God who has determined to be with His people. He is a God who has humbled Himself to spend time with us, to experience life with all of its joys as well as all of its struggles so that we might know our weaknesses in Him and have those weaknesses strengthened, that He might know us and sympathize with us and He might intercede for our salvation. And if God so loved us, Should we not love one another in the same manner? Gift giving is a wonderful way of expressing our joy for the great gift of God's Son. But what if, in addition to the gifts that we dedicated this year to be with one another? You see, people are literally dying of loneliness. People are isolated and they're alone and they are hurting. What if you determined to do something about it this year? To be intentional, to listen, to feel, to care enough to lay aside the cheap substitutes and look someone in the eye and be with them. Maybe a last minute present could be the dedication to be with your child. To be with your grandchild for the day. The promise that you will play with them. That you will listen to them. Maybe you will make the dedication to have lunch with someone once a month. With a friend that needs you to be with them. Or maybe you'll make a dedication to someone who needs to be isolated in this time. To reach out to them. To call them up. So that they were not alone. But they would know. That you were with them. It would have been quite a bit safer for the Lord Jesus Christ just to stay home. To stay in heaven. But He was not willing to shield Himself from the risk of being with humanity. Because the benefit of being with His people 
was far greater than any suffering that he might have to endure. For he endured suffering with joy. The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross so that he might be with you. Should we not also seek to be with one another? And so, I know that it can be hard to take time. It can be hard to overcome the relational awkwardness of talking to someone over the phone or someone over Zoom or even going out to lunch with somebody. Yet on Christmas, we remember that Christ was determined to overcome all barriers. He emptied Himself. He took on the weakness of our flesh and then took on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin so that God could be with us and we could be with God. If you are feeling alone this day and isolated, then look to Christ. For in Christ, you will never be alone. But you will be with God. And God will be with you both now and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come to you now in this time, Lord, and we come to you in a season that is unique to all of us here, Lord, a time in which we have been isolated from one another. We pray, O God, that you would help us to overcome those barriers that stand in the way of being with one another, Lord, and that we might reach out to those who are lonely that we might display to the world what it means to be with. Lord, and that Your people might show forth the reality of God with us. We pray that in Christ's holy name. Amen.